We walk by faith or not by sight. See, we are not to be thrown off by our circumstances and our feelings about what's going on. That's what throws us off, our circumstances and our feelings. But God said we don't walk by feelings, we walk by faith. Because your feelings will cause you to be sad and sorrow and fearful. But your faith will cause you to have confidence that God is going to bring you out. Believers ought to live on the promises of God and on the Word of God. Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. The only hope we have is in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The hope in Christ is eternal. You may be facing some tremendous challenges right now. Join us today as we share this message with you about hope. Jesus was on a ship with his disciples and the storm was being tossed back and forth. And Jesus got up and said, what is wrong with y'all acting like I'm not on board? They was crying, Lord, uh, don't you care whether we perish or not? Who's, Jesus said, who's the we? What do you mean we perish? I'm on here. I told you to go to the other side. Well, but the ship is shaking. I know the ship is shaking, but what they got to do with it? I'm on board. And all he did was say, peace, be still. Now, now what's the issue? Here's what James said in chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Here's the question. How are you going to function and how are you going to operate when the trial is coming? Are you going to persevere under trial? What are you going to do? How are you going to make it? How are you going to perform? How are you going to perform on the test? See, the test is never for the teacher. That's for you to figure out where you are and what you know. It's a test. It's a test for you. No matter what difficult circumstances and persecution they faced, the faithful greatly rejoice because of the future hope from Christ's resurrection. The Lord says, I've overcome the world. Everything you're going through, I've overcome all of that. Believers should have a confidence in a proven faith. Look at what that scripture says. Though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer griefs in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine. So Peter turns to the source of joy, which is a confidence in a proven faith. Where is my faith? We walk by faith and not by sight. There's confidence. Rather than allowing a severe trial and persecutions to steal their joy and spoil your anticipation of a future blessing in heaven, genuine believers with a biblical perspective know that suffering actually will add to your joy. He said, your suffering will add to your joy. Uh, some of you have already suffered, and, and you've gotten through that. And when you look back, you say, well, Lord, I'm glad I made it through that. I have the joy that I made it through that. Now, don't overlook the first thing that he says about griefs and trials. The first thing he says, now for a little while. Now for a little while. I know this, a little while seems like a long while 
while you're in the trial. You ever want a minute to be long? Sometimes we're in the workout with the trainer. He said, grab that weight and put one leg up and hold it for a minute. And after a few seconds, I'm saying, and a minute's up already, ain't it? Now, a minute goes fast when he said you can eat all the ice cream you want for a minute. <laughs> but when you're under pressure, that's a long time. But he says for a little while. But let me tell you something. In the scheme of things, we are only going to be here for a little while. I don't care how old you get to be. In the scheme of eternity, it's only a moment. The Bible says we are like a vapor. Our life is gone. So while you're right in the middle of that storm, while the, while the hellhounds are barking at your heels and you're going through all kinds of difficulties, it looks like you're never going to get out. My life is, is coming apart and all that. And God says, you're saying, it ain't going to last but a little while. We're not going to be here long. You'll be here 80 years. You ain't going to be here long. That's gone really quick. Some of you are uh, old enough to have your 10-year class reunion coming. You're talking about, boy, that really came fast. And some of you are 20-year class reunions of God here, and you said, boy, that was fast. And some of you in your 40-year class reunion be like, hmm. <laughs> it's been 40 years already. And you know, the older you get, the faster time goes, don't it? Somebody say amen. amen. Well, I tell you, this year, right now, I'm 66 years old, and I tell you, I don't feel a day over 65. Time get to moving by. It's a vapor with God. He says, I don't know what, the, I don't know why they think they're going through. Even in your worst times, even in your worst sickness, even in your worst situation, God says, I'm going to snatch them out of there. I'm going to bring them here to be with me. They ain't going to even think about what they was going through. They're going to be so happy to be here. They just don't know that. They just don't know that. Somehow, I don't know how we got to this place, that we are now to where we just investing everything and is all in on living in this life. We don't even want to get out of here. We'll spend our last dime so we can stay here. We'll take medicine that'll make us even sicker than it was before we start taking it so we can try to stay here. Just listen at the commercial that says, you got a pain in your foot? Take this medicine here. It may have suicidal tendencies. You may go crazy, but your foot will stop hurting. I'm listening to what they're saying. They're saying I think I'd rather my foot hurt. But we're trying to stay here. I don't care what all you do, how much money you got to stay here. You ain't staying here. This is not your home. This is temporary. This is an apartment. This ain't no house. This is, this is, this is a, a rental place. It's a hotel. It's a motel. Anybody ever got in a hotel and went out and bought furniture for the hotel? You ain't coming in remodeling that, changing the carpet. It's a hotel room. This life is like a hotel room. You don't put everything in here. You ain't going to be here that long. And he says, for a little while, you're going to have some issues. Second Corinthians 4.17 says this, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, he called them light. 
if he was talking to you, you'd be saying, I don't know what you're talking about. It might, it might be light to you. This ain't light to me. He says, in the scheme of things, whoever's in here going through your worst trials, there's somebody who will trade places with you today and say, you know what? I'll trade places with you. So he says, it's light. And the second he says, and it's momentary. Light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs the momentary troubles. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The apostle is trying to get you to have an eternal perspective. The scripture says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody ought to start looking for the morning. Secondly, he says, you may have had to suffer. Yes, he's talking about you. You may have had to suffer. Nobody is exempt from trials and tribulations and suffering. We may wonder why we have to suffer. Believe it or not, troubles often serve a purpose in the believer's lives. Just ask Job. The thing that Job didn't know, that God and the devil was using him in a contest. God told the devil, I want you to look at my servant Job. He hates evil. He loves me. And I don't care what you do to him. He's not going to deny me. He's not going to turn his back on me. And the devil said, really? Watch this. He lost all of his children. Lost all of his money. He lost everything he had. And Job says, well, though you slay me, yet will I trust in you? And the devil came back and says, okay, okay, okay. See, now, you got a hedge around his life. You got a little hedge around him. I can't get to his life. I can't get to his health. God says, okay, I'm going to move that. Get to, you're not going to kill him, but do whatever you want to to his health. So he started afflicting him in his health. Now, Job didn't know all this was going on. God knew it, but Job was sitting there, and Job says, I'm having these troubles. And so you don't know why you are having these troubles. God want to check you out sometime. Think about this. Now, Job had a, a whole lot of friends, and they were arguing, and he was wondering, and he was going through his mind, why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? I don't know why. I didn't do anything. I don't know why. His friends said, yeah, you must have been cutting up. You must have been sinning. No, I know I didn't do that. They're arguing with him. But just think about this. If Job was in on the original discussion and he heard God telling the devil, I, I'm going to uh, just let, just do whatever you want to him, and I bet you he won't deny me, then Job would have said, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm with God. Yeah, bring it on. But he didn't know that. God has got something going on in your life as well. You just don't know what it is. God sometimes uses trouble to humble believers. God sometimes uses troubles to wean us away from worldly things and point us more towards him. God uses trouble to chastise us for our sin. God uses trouble to help strengthen our spiritual character. Peter called our troubles trials. Our troubles can bring pain. Our troubles can bring anguish. Our troubles can bring sadness and sorrow our troubles can bring disappointment, and our troubles can bring anxiety. And I'm going to go through that again. I want you to check the ones where you're at. Our troubles can bring pain. 
Some of you are in pain. Our troubles can bring anguish. Some of you are in anguish. Our troubles can bring sadness. Some of you are sad. Some of you are in sorrow, disappointment, and anxiety. Now, Peter emphasizing that which is most important. He says, I know what you're going through now. But then I want you to know why you're going through it. In verse 7, he says this. These come, these troubles, they come so that your faith, somebody say my faith. Are we people of faith or not? That's why I say, now, if you're not a believer, don't even worry about this. Go on and go to sleep. If you're unbeliever, go on and go to sleep. If you're a believer, you need to get all in on this. He says, your faith. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold. Somebody says, I don't believe that. And yeah, he says, now, if I have faith, I can move mountains. Gold don't move mountains. If I have faith, I can move mountains. If I have faith, I can get healing. If I have faith, I can get the promises of God. Now, gold won't get that to you, but faith will. Your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, fire may be proved genuine. God says, I'm going to find out whether you're genuine in your faith or you're just perpetrating. I'm going to find out if you're following me or if you're just uh, repeating what you heard from somebody else. These have come so that your faith, you know what he says? The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall function by faith. The just shall walk by faith. Faith is what keeps us going. And if you don't have the faith in God, you're not going to make it. He's going to prove whether or not you got faith. You can talk all you want to talk about how good you are, how holy you are, how much you believe God. God said, you say you believe me? I'm going to find out. We walk by faith or not by sight. See, we are not to be thrown off by our circumstances and our feelings about what's going on. That's what throws us off, our circumstances and our feelings. But God said we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith because your feelings will cause you to be sad and sorrow and fearful. But your faith will cause you to have confidence that God is going to bring you out. Believers ought to live on the promises of God and on the Word of God. You live on the promises of God that will help you through the storm. You live on the promises of God that will help you through the fire. The Bible says you will walk through the fire and not be burned. You will go through the waters and not drown if you're walking by faith. He didn't say you wasn't going to be in the fire. He said you ain't going to get burned. That's when you can have some joy. Oh, yes, but the joy is set before me. I can shout in the fire because I have faith that God is on my side. See, God will find out if your faith is genuine or if you're just going through the motion, if you're just showing up at church because it's Sunday, if you're just hearing what somebody else said. You can't live on nobody else's faith. You got to walk in your own faith. See, God's going to find out if your faith is genuine. Just ask Abraham, who had to believe God for 25 years before the promise came to being of a son. Ask the three Hebrew boys who were thrown in the fiery furnace if God proved their faith. They're the one that says, throw us in the fire. Our God is able to save. Even if he doesn't save us out of the fire, we know he's able. So let's check it out. Ask Daniel, who was put in the lion's den. Does God works out? 
And talk to Esther who said, I got to go and save my people. I know I don't have an appointment with the king and I may be killed, but if I perish, I perish. But I need God to move and I'm stepping out in faith. You can talk all you want to about God and what he can do for you, but you'll never know what God can do until you walk through the fire. You never know what God can do until you've been sick and you got a healing. You never know what God can do till you have a way. Oh, the old folks used to say he can make a way out of no way. He'll put food on my table. Hallelujah. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. And sometimes you need a lawyer in the courtroom. When you know you're guilty, you know you're messed up, but you need God's help. God says, I give you favor and grace sometimes. You'll never know until you've walked through the fire and experienced your deliverance. God wants you to have a testimony. He wants you to have a testimony. So you, how are you going to tell somebody about how good God is if you don't know how good God is? And how are you going to find out how good God is until he brought you through something? The book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 says, do not be afraid. He's talking to believers now. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful even unto the point of death and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful. He says, listen, you, you need to be faithful even if you go down to your last breath. They ought to put on your tombstone. He died believing God. Because he says, you, you know, you're going to step out of this life into the next life of eternity and you will receive the crown of life. James said, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. I want to summarize this message for you. I know many of you are going through something. Some of you are going through things you haven't told anybody about. If you understood what's waiting for you, your disposition will be different. See, God is saying, even if your circumstance remain the same, we need to change our disposition and let the joy of the Lord take us right through our trial. Nehemiah, had a burden for the wall of Jerusalem to be re rebuilt, and he got to working on that. And, and God gave him grace and favor to work on that. And as soon as he got to working on it, here comes the enemy to try to destroy what he was doing. They had to have a brick in one hand and a sword in the other one trying to get the work done. But it was Nehemiah who said, do not grieve. He's talking to the other people that were working with him. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let me say that one more time. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If your faith is the engine, the joy is your fuel. The joy of the Lord is your strength that's going to keep you going. The joy of the Lord is going to keep you moving forward in the middle of your triumph. The joy of the Lord said, I know God is here. I know God is with me. I know God is strong. I know my God shall supply all of my need. I know my God never leaves me and he never forsake me. If you really know that, that's your joy and that's your strength. He said he'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. I belong to him and he's going to work it out for my good.
that's when your joy level begin to come up. That's when your joy begin to come from the inside, not from somebody else telling you, honey, just believe God, I think you're going to make it. No, you got to be there in the midnight hour when nobody is around and you don't know what to do. You got to hear the voice of God coming up out of the inside saying, I got this for you. Don't you worry. Don't you have any anxiety. Cast all your cares upon me. That's when the Word of God comes alive in you and begin to speak to you and you can begin to have the joy. Nothing's changed but your joy. Nothing's changed. And you get up the next day, you begin to walk different. You begin to talk different. You begin to say, bring it on because I know what's going, going to happen. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to His purpose. And that's me. I ain't worried. I'm, I'm not in anxiety. I'm not worried about a thing. The people of God ought to come in. You ought not to see you sweating. You ought not see all your burdens on you. We ought not see all of your anxiety on you. Folks that say, I know God and God is able, they come in like they've been drugged through a knot hole backwards. You just act like you just uh, you can't hardly make it. Oh, God, I don't know what's going on. No, you ought to come in and you ought to walk like this and walk like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got a confession. How are you doing? Well, I'm having my challenges but everything is looking good. I'm, I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head, not the tail. God is working it out. God is working it out. Hallelujah. There's got to be some joy that comes up on the inside of us. When the believers come in with joy, you don't have to crank them up for praise and worship. When you have a joy on the inside, you don't have to say, come on, somebody, raise your hand. Come on, somebody, say thank you. Come on, somebody, bless the Lord. You ain't got to say that. What you got to say? Come on, y'all, sit down. Come on, stop running up and down the aisle. Folks ought to be running up and down the aisle. Folks ought to be jumping and shouting. Some folks ought to be rejoicing in the middle of your trial. The Bible says, in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, talking about God, there are pleasures evermore. I'm going to receive the joy of the Lord. See, we're always praying, God, I need you to remove this. God, I need you to remove that. God, I need you to help me with this. And God just saying, you believe me enough to you have some joy, you, you'll see something that's going to be different. There are some folks that need some joy. <laughs> so he goes after the believer's joy. Because if you don't have any joy, you have anxiety. Then you have worry, and then you have sorrow, and you have pain. I ain't never seen so many hurt Christians in all my life. The church looked like an infirmity. Everybody hurt. Everybody beat down, but not at the light of the world. We're going to have the joy of the Lord. Here's what I'm going to do. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast as we have looked at living like Christ in a chaotic culture and having the hope that's eternal in Christ so that we're not looking only at what's going on with us now but what Christ has in store for us. I want you to be encouraged today because our hope is in Christ Jesus. If you would like to hear today's message again you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or previous messages that have aired on this station. Let me take just a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person 
at 16161 Old Umble Road in North Houston. If you're in Umble, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood, so come and be our guest. If you're going through some tremendous challenges in your life right now, call us for prayer at 281-964-1393. That's 281-964-1393. You can also visit us online at lowcf.org. lowcf.org. We are excited about having the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. People have been coming from all over the city to get Bibles, communion supplies, offering envelopes, books, and study material. So call the Beacon, 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If the Beacon doesn't have it, we can order it for you. This is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.